So welcome back. Welcome back to everybody that has been listening so far. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, It's great. Like, and this podcast has been so therapeutic for me. But like I said, welcome back to Black Girl Coffee Shop, where we sip coffee and not tea. Um, so this is kind of like very impromptu because I've been working on trying to um, trying to bring in my guests that I was going to have, which I spoke about on my last um, episode, which was soul food, soul food, fitness and the black community. And she's supposed to be on this one. But we had some scheduling um, issues. So next week she'll be on and we'll be able to talk and chat and talk about, you know, anything and everything. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We just had a lot of scheduling difficulties and, you know, but I, I feel I really feel like I need to get some stuff off my chest, like deep in my soul. Like I just can't even deal. And. I've tried to hold off on it because she was supposed to be on. So we're going to, we had everything that we we're going to talk about for that episode. But since that's been postponed until next week, but there really no weeks with my, with my podcast, I pretty much put, do an episode when I feel like it. If I feel something on my heart, I feel something that I want to seek about. I do it whenever it might be uh, two days apart, might be two weeks apart. You know, it's whatever. It's whenever I feel like it because I can. So, um, I just wanted to speak about something real quick that's been on my, uh, like I said, my heart and my brain. Um, is this, this, um, the situation where, and I, I just want to give a disclaimer because I'm not, I'm not no type of, um, I'm not prejudiced. I'm not racist. I'm not a bigot. I'm not none of those. I'm a black woman living in this black body for 32 years. And I've been through black women's struggles. And I can only speak from a black woman's point of view. And from the title, it says black girl coffee shop. It doesn't mean that only black women can listen to it or black men. Anybody can listen to it. But if you feel some type of way, you're more than welcome to leave a comment or whatever you need to do. Um, Unsubscribe on, you know, Apple Podcasts or whatever you got to do. But I feel like this is my platform to express how I feel. So what I want to talk about is this... um, there's a couple things I want to talk about. First, we want to talk about Gina Rodriguez. And it's been a trending topic on Twitter. It's been on, on a lot of different things. And it has triggered me. It has really triggered me because I feel like on so many levels, um, and I've watched people on YouTube about this topic. I've watched, um, listened to different podcasts about this topic or whatever. It has triggered me on so many different levels because people, I understand that people, first thing people go to is, oh, they, they, they say the N word in the music, so I should be able to say it. And I've had debates with other, you know, other black people about the word and stuff like that with other black people. So I just want to emphasize that. Um, and they're like, well, they say it in the music and, you know, Cardi B says it and six, uh, Takashi 69 was saying it. I don't agree with that either. I don't. Because I feel like that word, it comes with a lot of baggage. It comes with a lot to it. That was the, that was the last word that some people heard before they were, um, before they were killed, before they were shot, before they would hang them, um, just before, you know, they were killed during slavery times, even in um, 1950s, 40s, when people were being hung and all, all that stuff was going on in the South and, and everything like that. Like, 
I just don't feel like people can just if if you don't face that I don't know how I'm saying this. If you don't fade, if you don't, first of all, if you don't wear black skin, black skin, if you're not a black, you don't identify. First of all, if you don't identify as a black woman, I do not think that you should be able to say it. If you don't identify as a black man, you should not be able to say it. And that's just, that's just how I feel. Point blank period. Because if you want to sit here and dibble dabble, because we do, we have people that are culture vultures. We have people, oh, I want to be Afro Latina. Like if if anybody out there is watching basketball wives, I want, um, I wasn't watching it at first and I go on YouTube and I listen to a lot of um, vloggers and stuff like that and, you know, commentary folks. And so it kind of was brought to my attention. So I watched the last couple episodes and then I watched the reunion and the way that they did OG was so like, it's so common to, it's so common to me. Everybody who's just now seeing it is outraged, but that's so common because she is dark skin because she's a dark skin woman. She's intelligent and she's not taking no ish. And like I said, if you don't live in, if you don't live in black skin, you don't know, you don't identify because there's, there's, you know, you got people out here that are Latin and they have dark skin. If you don't identify as a black woman, when people come up to you and you don't say, I am a black woman. If somebody asks me who I am, I am a black woman. So if you, if you have any discretions about what you might be, I don't feel like you should be able to say the word because being a black woman is not something that you can come in and out and do whatever you want and go back and forth. That's not okay. It's just not okay for me. And people are like, well, they use it in, in the lyrics and da, 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 Um, okay. And the everything, if you feel like that's an injustice or you feel like that's not right, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of stuff in this, in America that's not right. And that's just going to have, if you feel that way, that's just going to have to be one of them because I don't feel like. Uh, Susie Q and Maria and whoever else should be able to say the N word and then just feel okay about it. That word comes with a lot of baggage. That word comes with a lot of history. And I hate to say it, but what if I was going around just saying wetbacks, wetbacks? What's up, my wetback? What's up, my wetback? You would not be okay with it. Like, that's not okay. I don't even feel okay even, I just said it. Like, that. that's not okay. And I, I don't box people in. I don't live like that. So I was raised in San Diego. It's a, a smorgasbord of different people. You know what I'm saying? So I, I wasn't raised in a situation where um, I'm uncomfortable with other races. I, that's what, Somalians, Asians. Asians have, Filipinos have a big influence in San Diego. You got Hispanics, you know, like restaurants, you know what I'm saying? Taco shops, stuff like that. I don't want to be, you know, I'm not trying to be racist or, you know, anything like that. But that I feel that a lot of different races bring a lot to the table. So I'm not the type of person like, oh, I hate this person. I hate that person. Never, ever. That's not how I vibe. But what I'm saying is I'm a black woman. I'm a black woman. If somebody comes up to me and, or I check the box, it's black. I'm black. Okay. So if you want to say, oh, I'm Afro-Latina, like Evelyn's trying to say, oh, I'm Afro-Latina. All of a sudden, I, I remember watching Basketball Wise back in 08 or whenever it premiered or whatever throughout the years, on and off throughout the years. I've never heard Evelyn say that she was Afro-Latina until OG called her out about saying the N-word. And if you haven't seen it, go ahead and go on YouTube and Google. You'll see a whole bunch of blogs or whatever about a whole bunch of stories about how that story, how that show is in a downward, a downward spiral about their colorism. But now people want to identify as uh, Afro-Latina and then so they can say the N-word. I don't think so. And I best believe if, um, understand me right now, if I, if I become, I don't have any, uh, I have a, Me- a Mexican friend, she's Mexican or whatever. But if I become friends with anybody or you get in my space um, and saying the, the N-word, 
oh, you're going to be checked. And that's, that's what's wrong with a lot of, a lot of um, black people don't check people. We don't check the situation. You can be friends with somebody. You can be friends with Cubans. You can be friends with Dominicans. You can be friends with whoever. If you know they don't identify as black and they're going around talking about what's up my N-word, what's up my N-word, that's your point where you say, excuse me, can you please not say that around me? Because you, they have a lot of people getting that cosign. A lot of people are getting cosigned on, and then they just think that they're in. Like I can just say it, I'm in. Nobody's gonna say anything to me. You best believe if you around me, and you don't, you don't. When I meet you and you don't identify as a black woman, and go around saying I'm a black woman, because people want to sit here and use the word, but they don't want to deal with what comes with being a black woman. And then people want to be like, oh, well, you're trying to make like, um, your struggle so much different than ours. Oh, you're trying to make it like. Oh, being a black woman. First of all, black women are the most hated women, the most hated person in America. And I, I will say it again for the people in the back that didn't hear me. Black women are the most hated in America. Because we are hated by everybody else. And then at least, what, 85%? No, I won't say 85%. 65% of our own black men dislike us, will discount us, will uh, degrade us. But you don't, Mexican men don't do that to Mexican women. White men don't do that to, to white women. White, yeah, white men don't do that to white women. But black women will do it to, uh, black men will do it to a black woman. So like I said, being a black woman is difficult. So if you come in my face, you are in my area and you want to be talking and you're not black and you don't identify as black. Um, Oh, there's going to be a problem because you just you're not going to sit here and say whatever you want and be able to use my culture in and out. Or when you want to be Afro Latina and be like, oh, I'm Afro Latina today. And then tomorrow, oh, I don't mess with those N words, da 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 da, E R at the end. Okay. And then do all this other type of stuff and want to go over there and assimilate because that's what they do. You want to come over here and use the N word and be try to be whatever culture vulture. And then the next minute when we get to the office with Julie and them, you want to sit here and be like, trying to assimilate what they got going on. First of all, I understand that, you know, like Latin women come in all different um, shades. I get it. But if you stand on something, stand on something. Like, no, I know, I know my history. So I know somebody's out there like, oh, she probably don't know. Oh, I know very well. Okay. I know the history that um, African slaves were dropped off in different ports. So people that were dropped off in Puerto Rico, they were dropped off all over the place. So that's how you got the mixture of things going on. Puerto Rico, uh, Dominican Republic. I'm, I know my coat. I know my history very well. What I'm saying is they were mixed with blacks and they were also mixed with white people. They're mixed with some of them were just Puerto Rican um, mess around with Puerto Rican. So what I'm saying is. If you don't, if you want and if you want to, because most Puerto Ricans that I've met have. I'm Puerto Rican, a Puerto Rican pride. Oh, I'm Puerto Rican. Ba, ba, ba. You know what I'm saying? Like, I work with a Puerto Rican man. He's very prideful about himself. He's Puerto Rican, da, 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 da. And then he, we was at work, and then he slipped up and said the N-word. And I said, what did you say? And he was all like, what do you mean? I said, what did you say? He was all like, oh, I, I, he, he, he basically told me. And it, it, I, nobody knows where I work, so it's not a big deal. But I said, you cannot say that word. He's like, yes, I can. I said, no, you can't. He said, yes, I can. I was like, no, you can't. He's like, do you know your history? I said, I know my history and I know your history. I said, no, you cannot. And I said, until you start walking down the street and identifying yourself as a black man, you will not be able to use that word in my presence. You can go home and say it all you want. But in my presence, I'm going to check you. 
because it's not going to be okay. And that's what's wrong. A lot of black people want to sit here and be like, oh, she shouldn't have been able to say that X, Y, Z, blah, Z, blah, all this other nonsense, whatever. But we got black people that sitting around uh, co-signing for them and not checking them when they need to be checked. And people, I understand that it's in the music. It's in the music a lot. And I feel like the music um, has taken the sting out of the word because it's becoming, it's become such a common word that people don't, uh, it's becoming so, um, far removed from the sting of the word. But I I know my history. And if you're a black person, you're walking around letting people say it. You should be ashamed of yourself. To be honest, you should really be ashamed of yourself. If you're sitting in the presence of somebody who does not identify themselves as a black man or a black woman, and you don't check them, you should be ashamed of yourself. And people are like, well, why don't we just let history go? Okay, won't we let the Holocaust go too? While we talking about that? Because last, last I heard, the Indians had the reservations and they were getting reparations. So why don't we let that go too? Because bull crap, if you don't know where you came from, history will repeat, repeat itself. And if you, don't, if you don't know your history, it can repeat itself. That's basically what I was trying to say. But if you don't know your history, it can repeat itself. You know what I'm saying? Like... No. And then for her to sit there and then give this this tearful apology and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was going to cause this much of problems, blah, blah, blah. And I was I was just watching this YouTuber. I think her name is Paris Milan. It's on YouTube. She be giving them. She be giving that what you need when you need it. She be talking that real ish. And I don't like to, I don't like to listen to everybody because, you know, some people just like to hear themselves speak and don't know what they're talking about. But she had a good point. She was like. She she put the video out there to bait us because if you go if you go on Twitter, if you have a Twitter account, if you have an IG account, if you have a Facebook account, you can look at it before you post it, correct? You can check it before you post it. it you you don't it doesn't just, oh, I recorded something and then went straight to Twitter, straight to Instagram, straight to Facebook. No. Or straight to fucking what is it? Snapchat. I don't have Snapchat, but no, you look at it before you actually hit send to to post it on your story or whatever so she knew that she had said it it wasn't an accident it was posted on purpose to bait black people to get them to talk about her because she's not relevant she wants to get people to talk about her so that way we can start talking about the latino fight and then we can have we have division amongst black people because we have the black people that are okay with her saying it and we have the black people that are not okay with her saying it so it causes division with with black people and then it's going to give her an elevation because now she's trending right She's trending. She's trending on Twitter. She's trending on IG. I was about to at her on IG and let her let her know how I felt. Cause I don't care who you. I don't. I don't care what movie you been in. I don't give a hot damn. And that's real. I want when whoever's listening to this. I want you to feel me. I don't care. I was about to at her, but I couldn't find her on Instagram. Cause you can't just go around saying whatever you want to say. Because you clearly she was in an interview with her and Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union was talking about the the um how black women were getting paid less in Hollywood and all that jazz. And then she was like, well, Latino women aren't getting paid. Da, 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 da. She should have just included herself and said, women of minorities aren't getting paid the same. She didn't do that. She said, Latino women are not getting paid the same. So don't sit here and tell me that you identify as this or you identify as that. And your, your dad is brown skin. Nah, freak all that, bro. You're Latino. You identify as a Latin woman. And that is fine. And I want anybody out here under the sound of my voice to understand if you are a Latin, a Latin woman, if you are an Asian woman or if you're a white woman, you can be as prideful as you want about yourself. Cause people seem to take 
key when a black woman says, oh, my melanin is popping or I'm proud to be this or I'm proud to be that. People take that as an insult to their race. It's not an insult. Maybe you feel insecure about yours. But after so much time of somebody telling you that you ain't ish and you ain't this and you have black men who who prefer to date outside their race and I'm a black woman and I decide to write something on Facebook or wear a shirt that says my melanin is popping and it makes you feel intimidated. That right there is not my problem. Cause I, I, I felt, I, I, sometimes I feel that heat coming when I do post something about, uh, being a black female or I, you, you wear that shirt that says my melanin is popping. People feel some type of way. Like they really do like, Oh, you shouldn't have that much pride about yourself. Why? Because you want to sit here and have me, um, think, how the world thinks about black women. And trust me, if I had the if I had the option and somebody was like, oh, here's a pill, it could turn you into any race woman that you want to be, and you can come out of being a black woman, I'm good. I'm good. I was built for this. I was built for it tough for this. So l- let's be clear. And like, it's just crazy to me. Like, especially with the um, the basketball wise. They the way they did OG, they okay, they said. And, and then when I talk about co-signers, we want to talk about Shawnee. If you watch Basketball Wives, you know what I'm talking about. But Shawnee is a co-signer. She's, the, she's that light-skinned girl that never... And there's light-skinned privilege. So I'm just going to let you know. And I don't want to cause division in the black community when it comes to women. But there, are, there is light-skinned privilege because when you have other, minor, other minorities or other people that treat light-skinned women different from black-skinned women, uh, dark-skinned women, it causes a division. It's always caused a division between us. It's unfortunate, but it does. And sometimes as light, as light-skinned women, sometimes light-skinned women, and I'm, I'm a brown-skinned girl, just so anybody who is not tracking nor does it, you know, hearing this podcast for the first time, I'm a brown-skinned girl. I'm proud of it. It ain't no team dark, ain't no team nothing. I'm black. You're black. We're all black. But we want to talk about the reality of the situation. And the reality of the situation is, is that there is light-skinned privilege. And my sister's light skin. So I understand that we're both black, but the way we're treated, I'm going to be treated a little bit worse than what she's going to be treated because she doesn't have that much melanin in her skin. And I've seen it happen. They'd be like, oh, well, this N-word, she, she, she might be well-trained or she might be good or she might be able, she might be assimilating so we can, we can have a conversation with her. But because this other one is br- more brown skin, oh no, we have to see and wait and see how she acts. So, and like I was saying, Shawnee's one of those those light skinned women. She she's probably faced some adversity in her life, but she hasn't faced a lot. And then you, when you have black men who, um, and not even black, like I said, not even black women, but other people that are not black or black men who put light skinned women on a totem pole because you know they they rank us on skin tone as as black women, right? So when you have a situation like that, it makes it. And I've seen it where light-skinned women have a superiority complex where they think that they're better than everyone or they think that they're better than their dark-skinned counterparts or whatever you want to call it. And I hate to, I hate to say it so like this, like, but it's the reality of the situation. So she, she feels like she is on top of the hierarchy when it comes to skin color. So then you have your, um, your Latin friend, Evelyn, and then when she goes around saying the N-word, you just think it's okay. It's just, it's just okay. I'm not going to say anything about it. It might get on my nerves a little bit, but I'm not going to say anything about it because, you know, it doesn't really affect me because I've always been on this, this superiority high thing where, you know, whatever, it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the thing that I get. That's the thing that I get from her because everything that OJ was, uh, OJ, um, OG was saying was true. Tammy had, Tammy on Basketball Wise has beat people up, slapped people in the face, 
um, take people's stuff. And she was still on to the very end. Tammy just quit this, this season. She had been on for like eight years and she has slapped people, treated people poorly, jumped across tables and she's light skinned and they did nothing to her. Malaysia, as long as she stays, um, docile and does whatever they say, just like she sold out her friend Brandy for a check. Cause Malaysia's brown skin. So if you don't, if you haven't watched basketball wise, you might not know what I'm talking about, but you, go and check out all the reviews, watch the reunion. You can see on the reunion what they're talking, what, what OG is talking about. But, um, it's just crazy. Like it, it, it's facts. And they, they, they wanted OG to feel bad about herself because she is uh, a darker skinned woman. They wanted her to have low self-esteem like Kristen, Kristen, like, um, Malaysia, like, um, what's the other girl's name? Jennifer, where they feel like they know that their place is in the middle. They're not going to try to rise to the top because they, you know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. Like they really did her any type of way. If you haven't seen basketball wives, and I'm not here trying to advertise it, but I want you to, if people don't understand what I'm saying, that's the perfect way to show you what I'm saying. Like it's ridiculous. Um, but like I said, this whole Afro Latina thing, and then we want to dip in, you want to dip in and out of being a black woman pissing me off. Totally pissing me off. Like I don't even care. I don't care who's mad about it. I don't care about none of that. Pissing me off. And then you have uh, black black people, black most of the time black men. Black men always do that. I don't care what nobody say. Black men will co-sign a, a, a Asian woman. They will co-sign a white woman. They will co-sign a, a, a Latin woman and give them and put them on this pedestal and boost them up like they're the freaking Messiah or something. And then give them, make them feel like they have rights to say whatever they want to say about black women. I don't care how many and black men, I want you to hear me. You hear my voice. I don't care how many white women you smash. I don't care how many you marry, how many you have kids by. You are a black man. Your mother is black. And that's just facts. So you so and, and I, I had to move on. For the, um, I'm still irritated about that topic, but I was just thinking about something real quick. I hate. It's ridiculous to me. OK, so I feel like a lot of black men have a lot of self-hate especially dark-skinned black men they have a lot of self-hate and people are probably thinking like yo what the fuck is she what is she talking about why is she saying that da, 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 da. and this is not no not all of not a, not all black men i'm not saying that but a lot of black men like w- once black men some black men they go to college they get their degree um or they, you know, NFL, they become movie stars. They do all this other type of stuff. As soon as they get themselves on a platform where they feel like they done got up out the hood or got up out of their predicament, right? I think anybody out there know who hearing this knows what I'm talking about. As soon as they feel like they, they want to remove themselves from the hood so bad. So what, what, do you, what is your thing you're going to get, Kanye? What, is you, what are you going to go out there and get? What is going to make you feel like you've done something? What is going to make you feel like you're on the same playing field as all the other men in this world? A white woman. A white woman, a Latin woman, or an Asian woman. Most of the time, they're going to go for a white woman. But guess what? Guess what? There's a secret. You're still a black man, okay? Only thing you did was show everybody that you're uncomfortable with yourself. 
And people are like, well, why would you say that? Because if you're in a racial dating, then it should just, it's all about love. You're right. You're right. I'm not saying that interracial dating is bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. People are choose to love whoever they love. You know what I'm saying? But what I, what I dislike is when black, black men, they get to a certain hierarchy, they get them a white woman, and then they act like they are not black. They don't socialize with black people. I've seen it so many times. They won't look a black woman in the eye. They think we are the scum of the earth. And I'd tell you right now, and a black, if a black man is listening to this and he gets upset, it's probably you. I married my wife because I loved her. Yeah, okay. How much stuff do you guys have in common? Did you marry her because you loved her? And he may very well love her. I'm not saying that interracial love is not real because love is love at the end of the day. But if you loved her, if you married her as a prop, you got problems. You have pro- You have problems. That you really need to fix. And you're going to go into a world of chaos. And I know whoever's listening to this. As far as if you're not um, a black person. I mean it is what it is. It's fact. It's from my reality. And there might be some some other podcasts out there. That's like you know Latino talk. And they might be able to drop some knowledge on me. And be like this is XYZ in the black community. Because guess what I'm a black woman. And the only thing I can talk about is from a black woman point of view. So if you're offended by this. I'm sorry for you. But these are facts in my community. And people are like, oh, she's just a bitter black woman because um, uh, she's not married or the black man. Da, da, da. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. But at the same time, I don't care what you think, because being a black woman, I'm always going to somebody always going to place a label on me. They don't always have something to say about me. So whatever you say about me, it doesn't matter to me. It does not matter. I could be quiet as I can go into a setting and be quiet as a cucumber, like cool as a cucumber, quiet as a mouse. And somebody's still going to have something to say about me. I could wear my hair uh, in a weave. I could wear my hair in braids. I can wear my hair in a fro. Somebody's still going to have something to say. I could be loud and obnoxious. or Like I said, I could be quiet as a mouse. Somebody's still going to have something to say because all oh, of you see that black girl over there. She think, I mean, what's that black girl doing over here? Especially when you get in the upper echelon conversation, especially when you get in the upper echelon rooms, especially when you get in a room when you might be the only black person in there. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not into I'm not into this. I don't, everybody want to be Afro Latina all of a sudden. No, bro, we're not recruiting on this team. Let's be real. We're not recruiting on this team. And it pisses me. It pisses me off. I'm not going to lie. Freaking culture vultures making me mad. Like, I just can't even deal. I'm just like, I cannot. Culture vultures. So I feel like us as people, we got to do better. And this, this freaking Gina Rodriguez or whatever, like... Like I said, I'm about to at her. I don't care who you are. You cannot just go around doing whatever you want to do. And then... um. Us as black people, we really need to start. Uh, we really need to stop trying to be consumers. We really need to stop being consumers because we are the black dollar is powerful, and we just we don't understand how powerful it is. And I feel like I, I know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna like my little sister. She's 19, right? So the stuff that she talk about and stuff that she thinks about, whatever she's she's on she's an intellectual intellectual. Con- I can have conversations with her like this. 
but they're still thinking about other things. So the fact that people are like, oh, the N-word should be used and it sh- by anybody and it should be fine. We are so far removed and we're getting so far away from the the foundation of, you know what I'm saying? We're getting so like cavalier with things. Like, what do you mean? Like, it, it, it's just out of control. I, I'm I'm so irritated by it. So, yeah, and then, like, there's so many different topics that I want to speak about. Like, it's just ridiculous, especially with this, was it Amy Geiger, the the woman that killed the black woman and got 10 years in prison and then cried and had all the black folks patting her hair, brushing her hair like we was in some slave times. Like, you have to be kidding me. And that judge, man, 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 okay, so... This woman walked into this man's house while he's sitting on the couch, probably watching Netflix, um, eating ice cream, chilling, living his best life. And you don't think about nothing happening to you in your house. That's especially as black people. We are born. I feel like we are born with underlying anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Like when I go into I know a lot of black people listen up, listen closely when you hear this. When I go into the beauty supply store, when I'm buying black products, most of the time it's African-American products whether it's your, your weaves or your hair, your greases, whatever. And an Asian person is selling it to me. And that, that right there boggles my mind. We black folks, we really got to get it together. And I don't make any subtle movements. I don't make small movements. I don't do anything that would make them believe that I'm stealing. Because I've seen situations where people think that another person is stealing or things just go left and you're being watched. When you go into those beauty supply stores and you go to any type of place, you are being watched. So we are built with underlying anxiety. Because I don't I don't even have time to be accused. I've been treated poorly and then when I'm like when I when I like, oh you guys have military discount, then they treated me, oh, this N word got some act right. Oh, she's a good one. You know what I'm saying? Then I get a little more respect. But before that you treated me like I wasn't nothing. That's fine. That's how you feel. Like I said, you know, black women are the most hated in America. And I'll say it again. So, um, yeah, so she got 10 years for killing a man. Like, just, just no explanation. He didn't have a gun. He didn't have a bow and arrow. He didn't have a slingshot. He didn't have nothing. He didn't have a toy gun. He didn't have an Arizona with some Skittles. He wasn't even walking outside with a hoodie on. He was in his house eating ice cream. And you get 10 years, and then you have these these black folks and I, I like I say, it's going to cause division. I don't want to cause division because I don't know the story on why they got up and stroked her hair and the judge felt the need to come off the bench and give her a Bible and hug her. I don't know the story to that. But it's interesting because I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right at all. But yeah, the, the football player who just raped the white girl treated like the scum of the earth. He raped her. He said he raped her. He said he was drunk. He did it. He was treated like a rapist. If he raped her, he's a rapist. But he did not kill her. This woman killed a man. He raped her. I'm not saying, but this, this, this she's still here to tell the tale. She's here to testify. She's here to testify saying that she was raped. And I'm not diminishing rape by any means, but she's still here. Her parents can still hug her. Her She's still going to go off and have family. She's still going to go to college. He's still gonna, he's going to jail. He's doing his time. I think he got like 15 years. If you rape somebody, you need to go to jail. I don't care what skin color you are, point blank in the period. 
But at the same time, she's still here. This woman is a police officer who's supposed to protect and serve, right? Walks into this man's house. And I heard somebody else say this. You know when something is yours. You know when something is yours. Even if you have identical. Like, I've seen a, I've seen a car. It's identical, identical to mine. And I think it was parked next to mine. But it didn't take me but a nanosecond to figure out that's not my car. This is my car. Because there was no identifying marks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, oh, shit. Like, two seconds, it was like, oh, shit. And then it was like, okay, that's mine. Like, girl. And then on top of that, you had to look at him and shoot him. Like, you had to, I don't, like, I've shot uh, a rifle before. Like, frequently shoot. So, usually takes a minute. You don't just get your weapon and bow, bow, bow. No, you have to look and see what the fuck, what, what the heck you're shooting at. Like you got to look and see, even if it's a nanosecond, that's that nanosecond that gets you lined up to what you're going to shoot. It's, it might be a nanosecond, but it doesn't make any sense to me where you just, you had to know you was walking into something because it didn't even make any sense. And then if you know you locked your door and the door was open, that's not your house. Or, you know, sometimes they put numbers on the doors where it says, you know, 418, 419, 420. If you live in 420, why are you walking into 418? Like, come on, I'm done. I'm so over it. I don't care what nobody has to say. And then she got 10 years. So she'll be on, what, 2030, 2029. Like, she'll go on, live the rest of her life. That's crazy. And then the guy... The eye, the witness, not even, he was a character witness. He didn't, he wasn't even an eyewitness. He ends up shot in the mouth. And people are like, oh, that was something to do with drugs and stuff. Like, no, the fuck it, no, it wasn't. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But just the fact that this woman got 10 years for taking a whole life and they, they wanted to lock Centoya Brown up for life when she was a, a teenager who was in, got herself into a situation with a man who was in the bed who, I'm not sure if she had sex with him or she was, they were about to have sex, but she wanted to leave and she didn't feel like she could leave and she shot him. They wanted to lock her up and throw away the key. First of all, he shouldn't have been having sex with underage female. And I'm not saying he should have died at all, but there's different circumstances. That death right there was like accidental. I don't know, fright or, you know, was it fright or flight? Like, I don't know what I would have done in that situation if I have a weapon and this man is coming towards me or I feel like he's going to try to trap me. Like, we got known situations where people lock people in cupboards and closets and shit like that. Like, he's picking up a prostitute. You know what I'm saying? And and, and she looked young back then, too. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he deserved to die by any means. But what I'm saying is that's kind of understandable. Okay, I'm in a situation. I got a gun. And then this dude's coming at me like... And she probably didn't know how to use it. And she probably just, I don't know. I don't want to say probably because I wasn't there. She did her time. They let her out. But what I'm saying, it was accidental. And it was the circumstances. This lady walked into this man's apartment and shot him while he was eating ice cream. And for it, I know when, I don't know. Like, when you get ready to shoot something, like I said, you got a nanosecond. You want to make sure you lined up to what you're trying to hit. I don't care who you are. And I, I feel like even the best shots have to look at, you have to look and see what the you're going to hit. So in that nanosecond, when you saw that you was going to hit this man, you walked into his house, right? You had to know you was going to hit him in the chest or whatever. I'm not sure where he was hit at. But at the same time, you had to look a blink before you bow. Like, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that, oh, I'm discombobulated. I, I cannot. I can't and I won't. I cannot. Like, 
Oh, and not to mention the woman that was just, this is like the worst. The woman that was just sitting in her house with her nephew playing video games. Playing video games. Like, and that goes back to say, like, sometimes how the police treat black people. Because if it was a ritzy neighbor, if it was a ritzy upper echelon neighborhood, like, they said that this was a Habitat for Humanity housing area. So they were like, oh, this ain't nothing but a bunch of hoodlums, I'm guessing. Because why would you, I I, I wouldn't imagine, because at my mom's house sometimes when it's summertime, we leave the screen, it's just the screen open. Like, the door will be open and then we just have the screen door because it'd be so hot. So we'd be doing, just doing regular life with, with the screen, just the screen, but not the door closed because it's hot. So, and we've left it open to like, you know, midnight or whatever. So I can imagine if we're watching TV and all the police just come SWAT teaming up and just be like, put your hand, they, the man, what they say? He said, he said, put your hands up and then just shot into the window. The hell? Make it make sense. Like, and then they want to sit here and say, well, because they, they said something to say about Mike Brown. Mike Brown was still in cigarellos or whatever. Uh, Trayvon Martin, he was, he got into it with um, George Zimmerman and he was doing the most and he had a hoodie on. He's a threat and all that type of stuff. Who else? Tamar, Tamir Rice, he had a toy gun. Okay, so y'all want to justify with all this stuff? Please, somebody justify this for me, please. This woman was sitting in her house playing video games. That man was sitting on his couch eating ice cream. And then what's so crazy is, okay, so if you if you listen to my other podcast episodes, you know that I'm in the military. So, um, and I've been deployed. I've been to Afghanistan. There are, they give us classes and classes and classes on how to hold our weapon, how to, you know, shoot our weapon. Uh, when you, they give you classes when you get ready to deploy on the do's and the don'ts. You cannot go off half cocked and just start killing Afghanis, Afghani people, Afghani civilians. You cannot you cannot. There's a whole Geneva Convention that goes over how how you supposed to the the um stop show shoot right off the top of my dome. Yeah. So yeah, you have all these levels before you go to actually pulling the trigger. I remember one time I was in Afghanistan and I'm doing duty for like um the Chow Hall and I'm I'm on guard. I'm on guard and I had to get up and I was like, man, why they got me on this? Like, I didn't know. I'm tell you, I didn't want to do it because with the crack of dawn, right? It's the crack of dawn. Nobody was up. And I was like, I got to get up. And like, we was walking around. We're in Afghanistan walking around on the fob. And it's like, like the little fob is like a little village that they created. It's like a man-made. Um, and you can hear a rat piss. Like you can hear a rat piss. When I got up, I'm walking around. Nobody's really up. They have guards in the towers, I guess, but I didn't see anybody. Like nobody was out there. And it was like that. It was kind of like dark, but it was starting to, the sun was starting to come up. So it was like that weird light. And I'm telling you, I could hear my own heart beating like in my chest. You know how you hear a baby and you go and see to, at the hospital and you know what I'm saying? Like the, I could hear my own heart beating like I was scared. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little nervous. A lot nervous. So, um, I had to go and stand guard at, at the, um, the chow hall. And we have, we had Afghani workers that came in and they came into work. So I had to check their IDs and stuff like that before they can go in the chow hall. And I seen this man coming towards me and they tell you all types of stuff. They can have bombs on them. They got, before they came into the gate of the actual fob, they were supposed to be checked and all that, all that jazz. But 
they can have, you know, bombs underneath their their um, attire that they wear. You know, it's like like long. I don't want to disrespect they 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 you know their wardrobe, but they wear like these long type dresses things. The men, and they wear, I believe they wear pants underneath. I don't know. I don't want to insult anybody, but yeah. So they can have anything underneath there. Um, you don't know what they can do. So this man, he walking towards me. He's walking towards me, and I never forget it. He had a he had a long beard. He had on his bed like tan. It wasn't tan. It was like gray or light, light white or light gray and or white, <laughs> right? And he was walking towards me. He walking towards me with his hands behind his back. Mind you, I had just came into the army. I think I only been in the army for like four to six months before I was deployed. So like I'm nervous as hell. And he's coming towards me. I'm like, and we, we pretty much stay like ready. So I already had my, um, uh, my magazine in and all that type of stuff. So I was like, bruh, I'm not trying to do this. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, so I gave him the signals, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need, what's, let me see your hands. Like, what's good? Like, I'm not, you're not about to just walk up on me with your hands behind your back. So he's coming closer to me and finally he pulls his hands from behind his back. But for those those few moments where he's walking towards me with his hands behind his back, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not trying to have to shoot this man. If he start, if I don't know what's behind his back, like I don't know what's going on. I, I want to be ready before because I don't know what's behind his back. I got to make sure my stuff's ready. You know what I'm saying? So there's too many different levels that you have to be trained for or you have to be ready for. If, if let's say he had something, but I thought it was something else and then I just shot him. You're going to jail. I'm going to jail. You cannot just kill. How How is it that? And I hate, I, I've been saying this. How is it that black people in America have less rights than Afghanis in Afghanistan? Because a man, I forgot his name. He was, he was, um, NCO, he's E5. He just got out. He, they gave him 25 to, 25 to life. He was in Leavenworth. And I, I remember this story. He was in Leavenworth because he killed an Afghani, but he was trying to save his whole squad. He was trying to save his whole platoon because the Afghani had explosive. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, if, if anybody else knows the story, but I I believe this is how it went. And he was trying to save his whole platoon, and the man had explosives, so he ended up shooting Afghani. Then they, the damn court system gave him 25 to life. He just got out. I think this was back in like this had to be like 09 or 2010 because they were still wearing the berets with the um the old pattern. If you know what I'm talking about, if you military, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And he just got out because, like, what do you mean? But what I'm saying is, how does how do we have to um, have all these, you know what I'm saying, this, these procedures when it comes to Afghanis in Afghanistan, but they don't have no procedures when it comes to black folks in America. And if you didn't, if you didn't just pick up that knowledge that I just put down, you must be blind, deaf, slow, like... That's crazy to me. And people are like, oh, well, um, you're in the military. I understand that. Get it. Got it. Good. Okay. But it's it, it, come on. Like, you got to make it make sense for me because it don't make sense. It does not make any sense to me. It just makes me mad. That's what it does. So it's just, I don't know. It's just a lot. It's It's a lot. And I'm tired of it. I'm really sick of it. I am. So, yeah, that woman got 10 years, 10 years for her life. And people are like, well, you just want to do cruelty to 
somebody else and you know what i'm saying that's not the way that the lord wants and stuff like that but i'm i don't hear nobody speaking all that jibber jabber when it's the other way around when it's a black man that killed a white man or a white woman and nobody's speaking all that jibber jabber they just like throw throw them under the throw them under the freaking jail they be I, and i watch i watch i don't watch um i watch svu which is um fictional sometimes based on true stories but i watch real court cases that have been taped they might be on youtube but they're real court cases that have been taped and i see all the time them judges sometimes them, them black men they'll whoever they killed or whoever whatever they did they robbed or whatever them judges be maxing they asses out they be getting maxed out 85 years no possibility to ever get out again they be maxing them out all the time am i saying that they don't deserve it no i'm not saying that but if we're getting if we're giving 10 years for murder now i mean okay that's what we're doing now, right? Is that the new standard? Or is that just for white people? Like, I'm just saying. Because when I, I watch real court cases, I watch the proceedings. Because I like to know how things go. First of all, I'm a Libra. And, you know, we got the skills and it's the, the sign of justice. So I watch real real court cases. And I know Judge Judy, not no Judge Joe Brown, not none of that. I watch real court cases. And every, all the time, them judges be maxing them black men out. They be maxed out 25 years without the possibility of parole. 19 years old for robbery and racketeering or something. And I'm like, okay, like, I understand, but no possibility of parole? When they didn't even, if you didn't kill anybody, you get no possibility of parole? At 19, if you do the time, you're doing, you doing, you doing big crimes, you got to do big time. But at the same, he's 19 years old. He he hasn't even developed his whole, whole personality. I'm not saying he should go around robbing people and be getting out on whatever situation may be. But out the, without the possibility of the parole, damn, for robbery and racketeering? Come on now. Make it make sense. Because now we're giving out, it's like some type, it must have been a, a special discount or whatever. It's a disc, I think, what's her name, Amy Geiger? She got the discount code for murder. I hate to say it like that, but she must have got the discount code because 10 years for murder. Wow. Okay. All right now. Mm, that's interesting. Amy Geiger. Mm. And whoever the police officer is that, I don't even know his name. I feel like I should know his name, but that don't, don't, just sitting there playing video games. Like, and got shot. Oh, man. And I feel like, you know what's so funny? It's like, my sense of awareness, all this stuff. Like, my sense of awareness has always been a little heightened. But I'm really aware of myself. Like, I'm aware when I see um, different situations that I don't want to get myself in a situation on a, on a normal day, doing normal things that would get me caught up, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I have to think about all the possibilities that could happen to me because of the skin I'm in, just doing regular things like crossing the street or, you know, shopping or whatever that may be. Doing regular stuff could get you caught up, could get you KIA. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, ugh, I can't deal with this. So... So moral of the story is I need black people to police up their friends and let them know that if you are not identified as a black person, um, you don't identify as a black man or a black woman, you cannot use the N word. We police up our people. We will be fine. And I feel like almost 
we I feel like um, the black community and the Latin community, we go we go through some similar struggles. But we I feel like anytime they anything happens, we we divide each other. And I feel like be we, we, we trying to beat each other up or something. I don't know. We all going through the same struggles like. You got to just. I don't know. You got to just chill on that word. That's what that's what you got to do. You got to chill with saying that word. So. Um, I just want a peaceful world, you know, I just want a peaceful world when all this drama doesn't happen, but it's fine. And I'm, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so like I said, um, I will, my next episode, I will have a guest. She will be on, she will be promoting her blog. Um, and we'll just be ch- chatting. This was like really impromptu. I just want to say this. And then our, what well, this episode was supposed to be with my guests, but we had scheduling difficulties. Um, but sometimes I just gotta, sometimes I just gotta get whatever I gotta say off my chest. It's out of my soul. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, oh, I didn't say it. Follow me on Instagram at thickfitchick1. And um, thanks everybody for listening. Uh yeah, I appreciate it. My stats are going up. I appreciate that. Like just the fact that people are listening, like going through and listening to um new episodes, prior episodes. It's freaking cool. It's just my thoughts, concerns about things. Um and this is Black Girl Coffee Shop where we sip coffee and not tea. Bye y'all. <laughs>